You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Here it is. Tony. Lo nechluku Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi. What? Right away you should say, they're the same people. How could you tell me they didn't argue? Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi and Rebbe, aren't they the same? Well, okay, so this gets into a little uh, interesting thing, that in the Yerushalmi, they called Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the one that in the Bible is called Yehuda Nasiya. <laughs> Yehuda Nasiya was Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's grandson, who really was considered quite a Tamakocham in his own right, uh, was maybe uh, not as great as Rabbi Yochan and Rish but they gave him a lot of kabod, and he was sort of like the leader of Klal Yisrael at the time. So Rebbe is... Rav Yehuda Anossi that we would call, and Rav Yehuda Anossi II is his grandson. So the Brisa tells us about a machlokas between Rebbe and his grandson. Okay, what were they talking about? They were talking about, you'll see in a minute, they didn't argue about let's say Again, remember, this is Seder's Royim. So we're talking about buying produce from a goy in Israel, a non-Jew in Israel, and the stuff is growing from the land that he has a title to. So even though he owns it according to our laws, because we're giving him control over it, Eretz Yisrael is still Eretz Yisrael. And both Rabbi Yehuda Anossi, this, the later one, and his grandfather held, this is what I'm going to say, that ain Kenyan Benochri Lafkia Mide Trumas Maisras. Meaning the fact that it was owned by a goy and the goy planted it, the land still demands that you take off Trumas and Maisras from it. Okay, obviously if the goy keeps it, he's not going to take off Trumas and Maisras. He's not Chayev in that. He's a goy. But let's say a Jew comes and buys it from the goy. Now he doesn't buy the land. He buys the produce as it is sticking there, as it is growing from the stalks, as it is still on the stalks and still on the grain. He buys that produce. So, and then what does he do? He he harvests it and processes it. Of course, Shein Chayav and Bemaisros. So even though a goy planted it and a goy did everything up to the point where it was ready on the trees or on the stalks, but now a Jew has it as dogon, so now the Jew is chayef to take off trumas and maizras. Okay? And I'll show Yisrael shenichnas tachtov. What's that? That's talking about a goy, a rich goy. He owns land in Israel. Good for him. We're not so happy, but he owns it. A Jew who needs money becomes his oris, becomes his sharecropper. And what happens? We know the way sharecropping works, right? How does sharecropping work? It means that a certain percentage uh, is kept by the guy that does all the work. And he gives him usually most of it, sometimes 50-50 if he's lucky, but usually 60-40 or something like that goes to the owner. So what about the 40%, let's say in this case, that the Jewish sharecropper is able to extract from Nebuch, the Goy's land, the Jewish sharecroppers work on? So he is chayev to take off Trumas and Mises from that. 
Everybody agrees on that. Okay, so let's read it again. That's number two. Now here's the third case. What's that? That's a case where the goy actually processed them. And what did he do? He 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 processed it. He 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 harvested it, and he turned it into the like we call the gemar melacha that was already made ruach done. And now you're buying it from the guy, even though the guy is a farm in Israel. You don't have to take off trumas and maestras. And the reason is, even though it's true, he can't be mafkia the chiv. Remember, the dogon was created by the guy. It says racious digonecha. You have to give. This was dogon that a guy did. A guy's dogon, even though it came from Jewish, that ultimately land of Israel, you're not chayiv in trumas and maizras. What was their question? Meaning from another Jew. What happens? You're buying a peros from a Jew. Fine. And when are you buying them? You're buying them Bishnas Meiser Ani. The first Jew, let's call him Ruvain, processed everything. It's Chayiv, it's Tevel, meaning it's Chayiv and Trumas and Maestros. But you happen to know that Ruvain did not take off Meiser Ani. Okay? Ruvain sells it to Shimon. Shimon now has these payros that are Chayiv in Meiser Ani. Remember, Maestro is what you take on the third and sixth year of the cycle. In that case, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Omer, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi said, Echad Ani ve'echad Oshir motzian miyodo. He said that even if the person who bought them is an Ani, Bezdin comes to him and says, I know you're an Ani. You can't keep this for yourself. What you need to do is find another Ani to give it to. Rebbe said, no. An Oshir, if the guy who bought it was an Oshir, of course, he can't say, well, I could be an Ani if I'd want to. I could make myself a Ani. Of course, you have to give Meiser Ani. Motsi and Miyodo. In other words, we don't go back to the original guy who sold it to him, but we tell the buyer, hey, Meiser Ani was not taken from this stuff. You give the Meiser Ani. However, Rebbe, the original Rebbe said, Ani ain't Motsi and Miyodo. If the guy who bought it was an Ani, then he could just keep it for himself. Hmm. Let's think about what they're arguing about. My time with the Rebbe Udanasi. Why did the grandson say that we're going to take it even away from an Ani? Because, now this is what it has to do with Peya. We know, let's say, we've been talking about, we've been learning Masechta's Peah for a couple of weeks now. Let's say you're an Oni. Are you chayv to give Peah? We haven't talked about that. Answer is yes. In other words, let's say you technically on all paperwork and you own this land, but you've got, you don't have anything, you don't have enough to, to live over the week. Uh, your, your funds are in a total disarray. You, you've lost a tremendous amount of money. You happen to own this piece of land that stuff is growing on. You still have to take paya. You still have to leave paya for other aniyam, because that's what it says. It says, it says, uh, right, right, it says, 
right? La'ani. Even though it says La'ani is the next phrase, La'ani la'ger tazov osam, we take the word La'ani and connect it to the person who needs to give payah. That even the Ani has to give payah. La'ani too. Even though you're an Ani on all counts, you still have to leave over payah. And the same thing is true with Leket and Shicha. So you can't just say, well, I'm an Ani, I'm keeping it myself. You might even be, you might be poorer than the guy coming in to get it. But it happens to be your field, you've got to give over payah. So Rabbi Yudan Nesiyah said, the same way the Ani has to give Leket, Shicha, and payah, let's go to the next page, Shiloh, right? He's got Kach Lo Shiloh. He can't keep the Meiser Ani, even though he owns the stuff now. So therefore, the same way an Ani gives Peya, the Ani has to give to another Ani Meiser Ani. Meiser Ani is a type of tzedakah. Hmm. That's it's learned out from the din of Leket Shikhan Peya. So my time at the Rebbe, why did the grandfather hold different? He said, you can't bring a Raya from that. And here comes, you have to use your brain on this. What's the din? Now, what does that mean? The field is not tevel, right? If I don't take off leket shich or peya, I've done an iser asay, maybe even a los asay, possibly, if I went back and got the, the, the leket. But the produce itself is not asr ba'chila. It's not like, oh, you're chayv misim if you eat it because the guy didn't take off leket or, or didn't take off payer from it. It doesn't, the fact that the mitzvah wasn't done doesn't create a status of tevel in the produce. Whereas in this case where Ruvain, and we're going to say Shimon is the Oni, Ruvain sells to Shimon the, the, the grain, the material. And Ruben didn't take off Maiserani, then what's the din? Maiserani Tovel. The fact that, that Ruben didn't take off Maiserani means the produce is Tevel. Aha. And Vikvar Nitval. It already became Tevel when When Ruben had it. So basically, listen to what I'm going to say now. It's as if. Ruvain is now giving Maiserani. True, Shimon paid for it, but Ruvain was chayiv to give Maiserani. Shimon, the lokeach, happens to be an Ani, so he could say, I'm not taking my own Maiserani. <laughs> I am taking the Maiserani from Ruvain. It's not like when I own a field, this came to me in the state of Tevel. It's almost like the Maiser, since, the, since Ruvain processed it, he did Meruach, Gemar Malach occurred. It's like the Chi of Tevel. The Chi of Tevel is an indicator that the Meiser Ani is already there. Whereas when it comes to Leket Shechupeya, true, you're high to take Leket Shechupeya, but if you don't do it, it just it hasn't happened yet. There's a mitzvah saseh. Run after it, even if it's in the silo, and, and, and do the mitzvah peya. But it's not that the, it's not like there's peya in there. There's there's a mitzvah for you, the owner, to do to take peya off. But it's not like, oh, there's paya mixed up in there. No, you just didn't do the mitzvah. And therefore, if you buy it, let's say in that situation, you'd have to give paya to another ani, like we saw in our Mishnah. Because like we talked about the aniyam buying it, the kohanim buying it, or the whatever, we talked about giving it to other aniyam. 
that might make sense with Peya, but not with Maisarani. Because with Maisarani, like I'm saying, it was already Tevel, and therefore when Shimon, even though he paid money for it, he can say, well, it's already, it's not my Maisarani, it's not like the Mechiev's on me, the Mechiev was on Ruvain, Ruvain didn't take it off, he's giving it to me, he's selling it to me, I'm an Ani, I'm going to keep it. That is the, that's the opinion of Rebbe. So now that's such a brilliant thing. We go back to the grandfather. We go to the grandson. My time with Rubel Nasi. Why does his grandson hold that you actually force the ani uh, to, to give it to another ani? So the Gemara answer is Mishum Knas, because we don't want the hanky panky happening. Now, what does that mean? Because <laughs> let's think about it. If Ruvain the Balabas knows he's got to give in a year of Meiser ani. We know he's got to give, he's got to give a lot, right? <laughs> he's got to give Truma, he's got to give Meiser, and then he's got to give Meiser Oni. So let's make a round number, 100. So first he's going to give a 2 to the Kohen. Then he's going to give 9.8 to, uh, to the Levy. Then he's going to give, again, he's, it's about, um, it's a little bit, uh, right? It's about 88 left, right? So now he's got to give around, 8.8 to the Oni. So he's going to be left with approximately 78 or 79. That's going to be, he's going to be left with. So an Oni could come over to him and say, look, tell you what, instead of you uh, giving my Sirani, I'll tell you what, I'll buy it from you and I'll buy it because I'll buy it for you right now. You haven't taken off my Sirani yet. So how much is there? On the market. Yeah, I hear you, Rabbi. Okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? No. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Let me see what's going on here. All right. Can you hear me? It sounds yeah. okay. So let's think about it again. Yes. Okay. So let's think about it again. Before the Meister Oni was taken, um, there was approximately, like I said, there was 9.8 and 2 that was gone. So that's almost 12. So there was basically about 87 left. Okay? That 87 is 87 on the market, but he still owes 8.7. He still owes 8.7 to give to some Ani. So this Ani says, hey, buddy, I know it's worth 87 now. I'll give you 84 for it. Because if you find an Ani for it, you're, it's definitely going to be worth less. So I'll pay you 84, and this way we both make out well. That's what Rebbe Yudan Nossi, the grandson, was worried about. He didn't want some Ani to buy it, and this way that would cheat out the regular Aniyam. So he says, well, that's a pretty good story. My time with the Rebbe. Then why did Rebbe not agree with that? We know we found that halacha by the Kohanim. That was the halacha that we talked about last week with the Kohanim. Uh, we talked about the Tabach, for example, when the Kohen is a Tabach. We talked about uh, the Kohen buying Maestros and Trumos. We talked about that. So why don't we, why don't we say the same thing by Anani? That we, that, that we, that we force the Kohen to give to other Kohanim what, and Levim to give to other Levim. Why don't we force the Ani to give to other Aniim the same exact template? So Rebbe says, one second, those cases are about a Kohen. Now, a Kohen, even though they don't have land in Eretz Yisrael, they could still become rich somehow. Who knows? Stock market, whatever it is. They could still be an usher. So an usher, yesh piyado likach. 
there's plenty of Kohanim who are Ashirim and Leviim also, and they might be able to make these deals if we wouldn't force them to give the Trumas and Maestras to other Aniyim, they would corner the market and every and, and there wouldn't be the true aniyim of the true aniyim of Kohanim and Leviim would not get the Trumas and Maestros. But do you really expect an Ani to get money? How's the Ani going to have the 84 to pay the, the Yisrael? He's an Ani. That's, that's, what you, that's what Rebbe said. Ani ain't biyod alikach. Rebbe Ranasi Omer, okay. He might not have the money now, but motzihu lavos, he might be able to borrow it. There's gemachs out there. There's a lot of people who live based on gemachs. <laughs> Some of you might know them. Right, so there's, uh, there's so there's gemachs out there. The only might be able to get it from gemachs. <laughs> Rabbi Yimmer, you know what? Ain't mutzi lavas. People don't trust aniyim, and it's going to be hard for them. And even if you do find an ani who's lucky enough to know how to wheel or deal and get all the gemachs to give him money, that's not so normal. And therefore, we don't have to make a takana and say that the, that the Ani needs to give Meister Ani himself. Hadron Allah Elu Dvarim, we finished the first parak of Peo. Let's go on to the second parak, a whole new subject. Okay, we've got a couple minutes here. We started approximately uh, approximately uh, at 35, so we got a couple more minutes. The Elu Mabsikin Le Peo. Aha. With Peo, as we're going to find out, it's about taking from each field. Sotcha. How about if you have two fields and you have one field in Rawway? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's for you, Richard. One field in Rawway and one field in Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, imagine it's Eretz Yisrael, though. So you have two fields. Okay. One Rawway, one Elizabeth. Can you say, well, I took off Peya and that counts, uh, counts for both. No, you can't. So every field you have to leave Peya. Okay. What does it mean, two fields? Rawway and Elizabeth, 10 miles apart, whatever it is. Well, what about if they're contiguous, contiguous to each other, but there's something that separates them? Maybe that counts as two fields. So let's see. It does. There are certain situations that are considered a hefsik for peya. Even though it seems like the fields are just one field, no, there's something in the middle here. That means it's two fields. And that means each field you have to take peya off. For example, a nachal, a river, shlulit. Okay, there's this water that's gathered there. It's like a yeah, swampy type of water. That also counts. There's a big road. Now, it's, it's not a, a public road. It happens to belong to someone and maybe charges people for going on it, but there are people that are on it. Or derech harabim, or a derech that's actually owned by the community. And that runs between the two parts of the field. That's considered two fields. You have to take pay it twice. Or let's say it's not a derech. Shvil hayochid. It's a much smaller, uh, a smaller path. Or shvil harabim. Or a path that a lot of rabim use. We'll see in the Gemara why you have to mention both. Now, when it comes to the Shavil, unlike the Derech, it has to be Hakavua Biamosachama or Biamosach Shomim. Unlike the Derech, which might be closed, let's say, in the winter. And maybe they close it in the winter because uh, people can't get through there because of the water, because of the stuff that's growing there. But in the summer, there's a lot of. Uh, 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 
traffic, that's good enough. When it comes to a Shaville, though, the Shaville has to be the smaller road, the smaller path has to be open in the winter and in the summer and the winter. What about Habur? What about a field that is completely empty? No, nothing's doing in it. Nobody, nobody plowed it. I own, I own this whole shetach. And in the middle, and it runs the, the whole extent of the whole field, I have an area that I didn't plant. I didn't plant it, and it's just it's sitting there fallow. Or near. What does that mean? Let's say what it is is something that I, uh, I, I plowed it, but I didn't do more than that. In other words, it's basically a plowed field, but there doesn't seem to be anything growing in there. It got plowed. Uh, it's ready to get stuff in, but I don't do it. I just leave it like that. Or zera acher. Let's say there's a different crop. There's a different crop. So I've got wheat, and then I've got rutabagas and wheat. That's two fields. I can't say, well, my wheat field is only one. I, now, I might not even be chayiv to give paya from this other one, because you only have to give pay on the type of thing that you actually keep for a long time, vegetables, which, which rot, you're not chayiv in paya. So the rutabagas in the middle create two fields. How about this? Kotzer l'shachas. Let's say what's in between the two fields is wheat, is a grain, just like the what's on the other side. But the guy decides what he's going to do is, and maybe decided when he saw the quality of it, was to actually like to to harvest it when before it was ready. Now, you, before the the fruit really started to develop in in the plant, that's called shachas. Just like we say shachet is like to ruin something, like it's a mushchas. That means you take something with potential and you just invert it. Same thing over here. This could have grown to be decent. Right. The stuff is growing, and you decide to terminate its growth because you want to feed it to your animals. Maybe you say it's not going to be so great anyway, and the animals could really need it now. So what have you done? You've done a katsira lishachas. So you've done katsira already. Hmm. You've done katsira, so that means that the stuff on the side now becomes it becomes almost like three fields. By you being kotzer, the middle area, and and, and 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 garnering it for your animals because it's shachas. Even though it's only with shachas, that's called a katsira, and it's called a different type of katsira, which means the uh, the stuff on the other two are now going to be chayv and paya independently. So therefore, kotzer with shachas mafsik diver rev meir. Chachamim omrim, they say no. They say look, if the fact you did katsira early on that middle area, that could mean you just started doing katsira early. And many times when a person has a, a, a big expanse, you don't always harvest at the exact same time. So the fact that you were kotzer one portion of the field early doesn't separate the other two and make you have to give paya from each other part. However, if you actually do more than kotzer, elim kain harash, you decide to do even more than that. You decide to actually uh, plow it afterwards. 
If you plow it afterwards, that means you've made a hefsick between the two fields. And now field one and field three, and what you did in the middle, the shachas field, because you did harisha afterwards, you plowed it up afterwards. Now it's like you have two separate fields, and therefore you have to take payoff from those two. We're going to talk in the Gemara about what about those stuff you did in the middle. They have to take pay, uh, they have to leave over pay from the Shachas. We'll talk about that in the Gemara. So, first of all, where does this come from? Shenemar Sotcha. Sotcha means each field is Chayv and Peya. But you, sh- you can't say, I'm doing Peya from one field to the other. Now, here it doesn't mean Mechubar with, with, with a bait. It's more with a Vav. <laughs> Eino mechuvar. It's not clear. Hmm, what's not clear? It's not clear if this is a din of the Torah or this is midr Obviously, midr Torah, Elizabeth and Rawway, like I said before, those are clearly two separate fields. But where the field is contiguous and you have some sort of break in the middle, do you, is that midr Torah you're mechuvar to take off payah twice? Or is it only midr says We're not sure. We're not sure. And if you're going to tell me it is clear, if you're going to tell me it's clear, then I have a problem. If you're going to tell me it's from the Torah, that if I have a break in this field, and I now I'm a chuyiv Torah to take off payah twice, then this should be also true when I have an orchard. I feel stay Elon. It should be true when I have an orchard. And I have some sort of river in the middle of the orchard, it should be minatora. I should be mechuyev to take off paya twice from each side of the orchard, the one on the east side of the river and the one on the west side of the river. And we know that's not true. We're going to learn pretty soon in our mesechta hakol mafsik lizroyim. All these things that are mentioned up here that make a break, that make it consider two fields, is only when we're talking about grains. Ve'eno mafsik le'ilon elegeder. The only thing that makes it two fields is when you have a true mechitza, a geder, something that Minatora always separates two different rishuyot. Hmm. Okay. Okay, but hogeder mechuber, <laughs> but that would mean if if uh, geder, that would be Minatora then. In other words, for for grain, you're right. Minatora, maybe it's true. Uh, a river, uh, a mud, or something like that, uh, a muddy swamp, doesn't create two fields. But you put a complete wall there, that's a mechitza. Maybe that is Minatora, considered two different fields. Shemar says, I don't think that's true either. Ve'eno mechuber. Because in Tamer mechuber, if you're going to tell me a geder is Minatora, considered two fields, then the halacha should be afilu sa'ar kotesh mafsik. We know, we're going to learn, that when is it that when a wall separates two sides of the orchard, you have to take payah from both sides? That's only if there's no interlocking branches. The branches are considered like hair. <laughs> That's the, the term for it, sayer. It's like hair, kotesh is like mixed together. Because it says, im hoyas sayer kotesh. If some of the branches from one side of the fence mix with branches from a tree on the other side, then it's all one field. Now, that makes no sense. When it comes to Shabbos, when it comes to Mechitzas, the fact that you have some strings, whatever, attaching them, 
the mechitza means it's two separate rishuyos. We don't say, well, because there's branches connecting it, it's like the mechitza's not there. So the fact that Chazal plays so fast and loose and say, well, if the Geder is a complete Geder, then it's two payos. But if some of the branches are connecting, it's one payo. Obviously, that's not Minatora. It's Minatora that a Geder is a Geder. The fact that the branches connect shouldn't be a reason to potter from payo. And we know that's what it says. So that tells you, that shows you that it's not Minatora. Only when the fields are in two separate places, clearly two separate cities, two separate areas, but if they're contiguous in any way, that's only Midarabonon that we come up with these rules to make you give Peya twice if there's some sort of break in between. And for some reason, we're more Machmir by Zroyim, by wheat and grains, than we are by uh, trees. Says, one second. Um, Im Tamar Mechuberhu, Afilu Mitzad Echad Mapsik. Because if it would be true that a brand, Tony, Im Hoyaser Kotesh Mikanu Mikan, Eino Mapsik. We know what it says is, and let's say the interlocking happens each way. There's interlocking branches both ways. Oh, interlocking branches both ways. Aha. Uh-huh. So then, uh, then it's considered uh, not a hefsik. mafsik. Those type of differences indicate that all this is rabbinical, and therefore, even by even a geder itself, does not minatora separate a field. So if you have a field that for some reason you put up a wall going all the way around, it's only midrabbonon that you have to take peya separately. Just do one last thing, and then we're going to go to the Gemara, the Bavli. Rabbi Yossi B'Shem, Rabbi Yossi B'Rabchanina, Hifrish, Peya Misoda Lechaverta, Lo Kidsha. That's the halacha. It does not have a din of Peya at all. If you're Mafrish from one on the other, it doesn't have Kedushas Peya, and it's Chayev and Trumas and Maestros, you have to go back and take, again, you can't say, well, I'm taken off from here on the other one. It doesn't have a shame, and it's, therefore it's Hefker, but it doesn't have a shame, Peya. Okay, we'll stop over here for the Yerushalmi. Let's see where... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 